Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Another heartbreaking week of bad news in North Minneapolis. I live in North Minneapolis, as many of you know, and it's heartbreaking to hear it every time. But State Representative Esther Agbadje, we are um, really excited to have her join us. Who She's representing the area of North Minneapolis, part of it, and she's joining us now. A rundown of the week and talk about crime at the state legislator, at state legislator um, plus an update on some of the big items this year at the Capitol. I'm so excited to have you, Esther. May I call you Esther? Yes, definitely. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's good to meet you by phone. Um, you know, it's been, it's, it wears us out. I can imagine it's already wearing you out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this week has been, like, 10 days has been a lot. Um, from the school shooting in Richfield to the Amir Locke shooting uh, where the police killed him in an apartment building, which was, you know, indirectly affected me because I lived there. Um, and then also the shooting of the two, um, of the bus driver and of the Sean Hill. Um, so it's just, it's been really tough to deal with all of that violence from so many levels. And I think it's really hard for people to continue to process that, process a new one before the old one has even been processed. And how do you process it? Um, well, you know, this particular week I have been focused on a number of kind of these community open spaces um, where people have gone to kind of just talk about how they're feeling. Um, so that's helped me um, to be able to connect with different community members um, and also just continuing to work with my colleagues on ways that we can invest in the community. We know that communities that have what they need in terms of housing stability in terms of educational and recreational resources, in terms of jobs um, that are living in healthy environments, that those are communities that don't necessarily see these upticks in crime that we're seeing across the country. Some of the things you just listed have been on our plate in the North uh, community. It's been on our plate for decades, okay? It, you know, when you talk about education, the problems with education, with, with having um, a place to live, you know, so many of the elders in the community of North Minneapolis, you know, may have to leave their homes because they can't pay the taxes anymore. We can go on and on and on. And when you hear that this just keeps happening, where do you go next or where do you go first? You know, for me, I think about what it is, like going back to the community, right? Like, and as you said, 
the answers have been there forever. So I don't think we're necessarily at a point anymore where we can keep talking about it. We know what it is. We've studied it. We have the solutions ready to go. Um, so my thing is, like, working with the community so they can be a strong force at the legislature um, where, you know, thankfully there's a number of legislators now that are really, that get it, um, that want to put forward those investments in to the community. Um, but we need the community's help to kind of bring along those people who don't quite get it yet. Um, and I'll say that, you know, unfortunately, it is many of our Republican counterparts. Um, I was in a hearing on Friday and, you know, we had a bill up that would increase funding to make sure that there was housing stability for people who had uh, minor children. And all of the Democrats voted it for it in committee and none of the Republicans did. Um, so much so that they didn't even say no, they just stayed silent. So I think we, you know, we need to call that out and we need to make sure that we are actually working to fund uh, the needs that make people whole and that help people succeed and thrive in their lives. You know, we've talked many times about what to do about this problem between the Democrats and the Republicans all over the country. And in the state of Minnesota, the state legislature really has let us know the difference between the two. It is so obvious. What I don't understand is this silence that they do. I don't understand why there isn't some censure that happens or or, um, people get you know, laid off, let's put it that way, where they can't come back to work for a couple of months. I don't understand why we are allowing this to happen in the great state of Minnesota. What do you think is the one thing that we can do to make a gigantic change? It's not just voting. It's not just voting because we never get enough information, at least I don't. I never get enough information about each of the candidates uh, for the state legislature, and it's really frustrating. But there has to be something that we can key our, our thoughts and heart on and really work to understand it all so that it gets better in the legislature. Because if we don't get their yes, then we don't get any. We don't get anything. Yeah, Exactly. You know, I think the thing outside of voting that I really want people to um, look into more um, is that political education. I think you're right. A lot of us, you know, because we have such busy lives, we're trying to make sure we're getting to work on time, we're paying the bills, we're feeding our kids. Um, but I do think it's it's incumbent on a lot of community groups, a lot of our leaders, to really take the time and explain to people what each level of government does um, where to direct your questions and also where to direct your pressure um, about issues that you want to see change. And so, you know, that's something that's coming around again. I've talked to a couple of community organizations that are really interested in kind of putting that together so people know and understand what they can be doing to get their voices heard outside of Election Day. Um, because you're right, voting isn't going to be enough. That's not the only piece of democracy. It's an important piece, but we also want to make sure that our voices are heard when it comes to protesting, when it comes to writing letter campaigns, when it comes to organizing our communities uh, to make sure that we're engaging with all stakeholders, whether they're political and elected leaders, appointed leaders, judges, or even our business community leaders. You know, there's a part of me that often thinks, wow, why can't the people 
of um, North Minneapolis actually go into the Capitol and watch, you know, the negotiations, watch what they are, what the bills are, watch what they're thinking about doing and how they're build, uh, moving our money um, just to find out if there's something we can do about it. And I don't know if they would quiet us and say, no, you can't say anything, but I wish they would. Even if it was four people from the community that we trusted that could go in and talk to the legislature and really get our point across because we're not seeing any changes. And that's frustrating for me. Is it frustrating for you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, and I encourage people, yes, the um, the House like offices are closed to the public because of COVID, but the Capitol building itself is open. So people can come there when we have our floor session. You can try to catch your legislator in the hallway and the Senate buildings are open. So you can make appointments to go and see your senators because um, those buildings are open. But even still, all of our meetings are broadcasted um, online. And so I would encourage people to watch those, to use their social media, to post those out so people can see and hear what's happening. Um, and you can always write in um, to any of these committees and express your viewpoint about whatever bills are coming up. And everything is listed um, as a schedule on the website. And that's something that I know many of my colleagues are trying to be better at of getting that information out in a way that's easy to uh, access. Um, but I will say that, you know, for people who are Internet savvy or have it on their phone, like you can watch us during session um, every day and hear what's happening. And there's a number of organizations, too, that work to mobilize people so that way they can um, either testify directly to us or share that information out. Can you give us the link or, or the email address or whoever, how do we find the, the, the information to get online and watch it? Yes. So if you go to the Minnesota House of Representatives website, uh, they have a page there that lists all of the um, hearings that they broadcast every day. Um, and I can also send in, I can't rattle it off. It gets kind of long, but yeah. <laughs> I can send the link to you guys too to post on your, on your webpage so people can see it. Um, Would you please and then and if I'll you let... go to your legislator's website or your legislator's Facebook page um, and you go through it, you'll see the links um, to go back to the either the Minnesota Senate or the Minnesota House of Representatives. Okay, there are some big items this year at the Capitol. Can you give us some of those updates? Yes. I think the biggest one everyone wants to know is how are we going to spend our $7.7 billion right. dollar surplus. Um, That's you right. Know, I also am a co-chair of the Posse Caucus, and so we are definitely looking at that. We want to make sure that we see significantly strong investments in housing, in education, and in public safety, but looking at it from a holistic perspective of getting the community involved in public safety. Um, I know that, you know, we're also discussing paid family leave. We're also discussing um, the pay for frontline workers. We were supposed to have done that this fall. Um, but they're, you know, the working group unfortunately couldn't come together on deciding how big those, uh, dollars should be to our healthcare workers, our school aides, our janitors, our bus drivers. Um, and so we're working to push that forward so that way, um, we can at least recognize all of the hard work that people in those professions did while, you know, during the, you know, continuing during the pandemic. Um, so those what are some about, of the things that come yeah. top of mind right now. 
So redistricting, redistricting, I can't get it right tonight. Um, I'm always concerned about anyone that wants to redistrict an area in North Minneapolis, right? Um, I just wonder if, if the, the way we've been doing it over the decades, is it still working or is it ever changing? Um, well, the process that it has happened in the past is that the court systems have decided what the new maps would look like every 10 years, and I think they've been doing that since the 1970 census, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people are, you know, very waiting with high anticipation of what the new maps will look like after the 2020 census. I know I am. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I think... What is important at the end of the day is making sure that, you know, our maps are fair, uh, that we have, a, you know, that the playing field is as level as possible so that way people are choosing their representatives. We never want a situation where uh, the representatives are choosing their voters. That's not how our democracy should work. Um, and so, you know, we want to make sure that the maps are fair, that the districts are balanced, um, and that people get a real a real choice and a real vote when they go to the polls. You know, it's interesting. Um, many years ago, I never would have compared Minnesota to other states, especially in the South. But we are starting to see some big, gigantic changes that have that some seem like they're not even legal. Okay, and so we need to know, be educated about what is happening in the other states and how it can affect us if we don't stay awake. Do you agree? Yeah, it's always good to know what's happening in the other states because the way this country tends to work is every state has its own rules and regulations, but there are so many lobbyists and special interest groups that go across to different states to try to uh, pass a version of their own agenda. Um, so I think it does make sense for uh, people to be engaged in what's happening in their communities and in their state, but also to kind of keep an eye out about what could be coming from other states. Um, you know, like you said, what we've seen is across the South, um, particularly when it comes to voting rights, there's been a lot of states that have passed laws that uh, significantly uh, suppress uh, voters' access to the polls. And so, you know, it's important that we don't have laws like that in Minnesota um, because we want to make sure that voting, you know, voting is a right. It's enshrined in, in our Constitution and, and in various uh, court cases that have gone up. And so... We want to make sure that everyone has the ability to vote. Um, so, yeah, so those, that's really important for people to look at what's happening in other places and, and find ways to make sure if it's something good that's happening in other places to bring it here um, or if it's something bad in other places to make sure it doesn't happen. You know, I'm a part of the North Minneapolis community, so I'm really excited to have you join us tonight as State Representative Esther Abaje is joining us, and we really appreciate you giving us some updates and hope that you really um, can see and find your way through all of the muck, because uh, there's a lot of that. And as we watch all the other uh, districts and all of the other state representatives, um, we keep trying to find those that agree on both sides, and it seems to be impossible. So I wish you well. And I do hope to get an update on you again sometime this year, especially after the election. Yes, most definitely. Well, happy to come back on the show uh, anytime. And thanks so much. Thanks, Esther. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.